Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. At Colorado State University Global Campus, online education isn't another thing we do. It's all we do. Get an interactive education that's built for working adults like you and that employers demand. Explore your options at csuglobal.edu. What's better than this? It's guys. What you call an icon living? Here on the DraftKings Podcast. Today is Wednesday, January 30th, 31st, 31st. Man, this time is just flying by. I'm Kyle Krabs, founder and director of NDT Scouting, NFL and NFL Draft Analyst for FanRag Sports. Uh, I am solo today, uh, returning the favor for Joe. As we're settling back into our routines, fresh off the Senior Bowl, scheduling can be a bear, but I come bearing good news more than anything else, because on Friday, we're going to do a live show, me and Joe. So we're going to call uh, call in on Blog Talk Radio, and we are going to host a live show on Friday. Time is to be determined. Please keep an eye out on the Twitter sphere for that. We will make that announcement. But Joe and I will be hosting, after we had good success last Friday, uh, hosting a live show and and taking a couple of your questions live on the air, courtesy of Blog Talk Radio. So, that is something you guys can look forward to. And as I'm driving to the gym this morning, it's 5.19 a.m., 18 degrees out, and that sucks, by the way, after spending a week in Mobile, Alabama. I think the first thing we need to do on today's show is talk about Alex Smith. Because Alex Smith uh, traded to the Washington Redskins yesterday, last night, late last night, and given an extension uh, of a very pretty penny where uh, I, I believe he got, I think it was like $23 million per average or something along those lines, which is fascinating because, you know, the whole reason why we had this big kerfuffle about Kirk Cousins all around was because they didn't want to pay that kind of money. Well, Washington, you saved probably $4 million a year and got Alex Smith, who's four years older and has much less upside and 
kind of know what he is. And so I, I, there is some sort of dynamic here that I'm sure is, is in play that Kirk probably told the team, yeah, now you, you guys did me wrong for a while, so I'm not too interested in coming back. That's what I would assume an action like this would say, but what the Alex Smith trade really means, aside of the fact that I have to rewrite uh, a good portion of my article for today for FanRack Sports, which was three candidates to trade up to number three for the Indianapolis Colts, and one of those teams mentioned was the Washington Redskins for a quarterback. Uh, So we'll have to kind of call an audible on the fly there. The, the other thing that this says is Kirk Cousins is going to be playing somewhere else next year. And if you remember about two weeks ago, two or three weeks ago, on NDTScouting.com, I put out an article stating that Kirk Cousins is the biggest draft domino that will fall. Because if Cleveland lands Kirk Cousins, hypothetically, uh, imagine the waterfall effect now where the Browns are no longer handcuffed by having to take a signal caller. They have two picks in the top four. You know, we're sitting here talking about, oh, well, we might get four QBs in the top six, and if that's the case, how are we going to get there, and who goes where? But it all starts with the Browns. So if the Browns, or the Giants, which is not a team that I don't think I've heard connected to Cousins once, or the Broncos, who I am consistently hearing connect to, Kirk Cousins, or even you know, the Jets. You know, I still want to see a winning team go out and sign Kirk Cousins. Throw the boat at him. Jacksonville, Minnesota, I'm talking to you both. I know Minnesota's probably going to bridge the Teddy Bridgewater deal. Uh, probably going to sign Case Keenum. Uh, Minnesota fans, from what I heard last week, be prepared to be very unhappy with that Case Keenum contract because they're going to give him starting quarterback money if they end up pulling the trigger on this deal. And uh, the dollar signs on that are going to raise a lot of eyebrows. But Kirk Cousins and where he falls along the spectrum of if it's a team that's in the top six, top 12, uh, is significantly going to shuffle and realign every pick on the way down. Just the scenarios of Cleveland signs Kirk Cousins. They don't have to draft a quarterback. The the combinations are fascinating. Do you want to do Saquon Barkley and uh, Minka Fitzpatrick? Do you want to do two defenders? You know, how do they feel about Emmanuel Agba with a a new general manager there? And uh, now you got Miles Garrett and Bradley Chubb playing next to each other, which is just not fair. And they've already got a strength in the front seven. Regardless, the main takeaway for the Browns is you need skill players. You need athletes that can make plays with the football. So I would happen to think if the Browns were to sign Kirk Cousins, then Saquon Barkley and Minka Fitzpatrick is as good of a one-two punch and as good of a combination as you could possibly ever hope for as a franchise. You're getting two blue-chip players. Now, depending on who they pick with the quarterback, they may still get two blue-chip players. But their uh, lottery tickets are a little more risky if if they're unable to sign 
Kirk Cousins, which uh, is, you never know, right? Because I had been nudged, given the little elbow, and says, hey, like, Brown's really interested in that a veteran QB. Maybe Alex Smith's the guy there. That might happen. So that obviously didn't come to pass. Uh, did we decide who the, the, the player to be named later was yet? I remember there's a big big much ado about is it Kendall Fuller is it not Kendall Fuller Kendall Fuller's on Twitter telling everybody it's not him just a weird night last night really weird night the other thing I want to talk about on today's show is I want to talk about some of the motivations behind positional changes and why it's not always the things that you would say this for example last year Cam Robinson left tackle Alabama Crimson Tide we hit March, and everybody wanted to move Cam Robinson to guard. And I don't know why everybody wanted to move Cam Robinson to guard. But then there's Forrest Lamp, offensive tackle, Western Kentucky, who some people thought, you know, Lima tackle, he's really good at tackle. And that's not to say Forrest wasn't a really good college tackle, but he's moved inside to guard. So I want to talk about that with... Uh, Offensive tackles specifically, at least to start. Got a couple other ones that we can hit if we'd like, uh, namely corner and nickel corner, corner free safety. Um, just talk about some of the traits that facilitate that change, and it's not necessarily what a casual fan would think. So, offensive tackle specifically, we're talking about, okay, this guy is a little heavy-footed. Should we move him to guard? The answer is no. Because if you take a guy with heavy feet, and he has a, and that's his problem, and you put him on the inside, heavy feet are heavy feet. And now the defenders that are playing there are going to have a much more direct pathway to the football, which is a problem. So for me personally, and, and what it seems to be for the NFL as well, is if you don't have a baseline level of length in your arms, that is where you will see the shift inside take place. So what is that baseline? Uh, that baseline, based off of my numbers, is just over 32 inches. And I know that may seem like an arbitrary number, but look at Cam Robinson, for example. You know, Cam was not the most fleet of foot. His pass set was not especially fluid. But it covered a lot of ground. And he had really good length. So what you get as a byproduct of that is no, your base may not move as rapidly as ideally we would like to see. But what we get to compensate for that is that arm length really forces those pass rushers to steepen their angles. And what I mean by that is as the pass rusher's coming off the edge, the, the more round he can take his approach and get around you, the more speed he's able to carry, the more effective he is going to be pressing to the quarterback. So if he has to press hard upfield and then he gets hip to hip with the quarterback and that offensive tackle still has his hands on, he's going to have to make that angle very hard if he wants to finish and get around and that steep pass rush angle is something that length can give you that you can't necessarily get 
from the, the foot perspective of the game. So length, much more important for dictating an offensive tackle moving inside than his foot speed. As long as his pass set covers ground, which is what Cam did, Cam had big strides. He's a big man. As long as those pass sets cover distance and those arms cover distance, uh, there's no qualms about playing somebody at left tackle there. It's where you struggle to extend your arms and, and force guys to get off of their preferred pathway. And that comes much more with length. Now, let's switch over to the defensive side of the football. So about corners and nickel corners and safeties and where does it all apply and so on and so forth. Because, let's be honest, secondary can be a little overwhelming. There's a lot of space. There's a lot of chorus with your teammates that has to be there. Otherwise, you're going to have problems. So a good example of this is Duke Dawson, who I watched uh, last night doing his film study after the Senior Bowl and writing him up. And Duke's a good player, but Duke, I don't think, has the ceiling or the traits to play outside. I think he's much more favorable either in the nickel or as a safety. So how do I come to that conclusion? Well, that conclusion comes from watching Duke try to flip his hips up the field and carry guys without getting his hands on the route. So Duke, his backpedal's not the most fluid. So as he is forced to give ground at the line of scrimmage, if he's not immediately collisioning those routes, you'll see his hips often they have to cheat a little bit. So he's a little tight in that regard. And when you are a little tight in that regard, what you see is if the hips have to hinge open and tip you off, if you will, then receivers can adjust around those hips. And if your hips are not square to the line of scrimmage, a receiver knows where he can work and manipulate and get around you. So for Duke, I think Duke's best trait is that he's really good in press coverage. When Duke stays in press coverage and he's a yard off the line of scrimmage and he's intent on rerouting your pattern, you see Duke do a really nice job of getting hands on and then working to keep his hips in front of you. And when you see that from Duke, that's when you really see him stay sticky on the top of routes. You see him able to keep that cushion closed at the on breaks. You know, if Duke is out in space and somebody runs a comeback pattern or a dig on him, Duke needs two extra steps to collect and come forward. Now, he's, he's really springy in those situations to cover ground and get forward again, which certainly helps him to mask that. But he's much more sticky and able to sustain his coverage tight at the top of routes uh, when he is collisioning the routes early on. So where does that put Duke as far as a player? I think Duke's a nickel, right? Because Duke doesn't have great length. He's only, I think he's only got 31-inch arms. Uh, He's 5'10". So he doesn't hit a lot of these boxes that you want to see from 
a length perspective that the NFL really seems to gravitate towards on the boundary. So you've got a press guy with shorter arms that's a little tight. So why do you put him in the nickel? Because if you put him on the boundary, uh, that lack of length is going to show up against size on the boundary. He's really going to get rerouted. Uh, He's going to have a really hard time staying on his press and not getting bubbled and shook. Right now, join T-Mobile and get an unlimited family plan with Netflix included so you can watch in more places than ever before on your phone, tablet, or TV. Plus, buy one Samsung Galaxy S9 and get one free with 24 monthly bill credits so you and your family can binge your Netflix favorites on your new phones. Call 1-800-T-MOBILE or visit a store today. Unlimited data on their network. Video streams at 480p. Small fraction of customers using over 50 gigs per month may have reduced speeds. If you cancel balances due, well-qualified customers, full price, 720 plus tax. Finance agreements required. Netflix for two screens. Terms apply. Right now, join T-Mobile and get an unlimited family plan with Netflix included so you can watch in more places than ever before on your phone, tablet, or TV. Plus, buy one Samsung Galaxy S9 and get one free with 24 monthly bill credits so you and your family can binge your Netflix favorites on your new phones. Call 1-800-T-MOBILE or visit a store today. Unlimited data on their network. Video streams at 480p. Small fraction of customers using over 50 gigs per month may have reduced speeds. If you cancel balances due, well-qualified customers, full price, 720 plus tax. Finance agreements required. Netflix for two screens. Terms apply. But if you put them inside, you might ask, okay, what about the quick, shifty kind of receiver? How does that work? Well, he's afforded the opportunity to be much more physical and aggressive inside because he's protected inside. And that's what the whole boundary versus nickel is all about is your nickel guys are usually better tacklers and better run defenders because they're closer to the line of scrimmage. They're closer to that edge. they got to step up and fill that D-gap. And then on top of that, you know, they, they are given naturally, based on the coverage and the alignment of everybody else, a little more protection. So if they do concede a little bit of space, uh, you've got other defenders in the area to usually help protect them, and that includes vertically as well, because, you know, unless you're going cover zero, and if you're going cover zero and you're getting burnt deep, you know, you got bigger problems than the nickel get letting a guy get vertical over top of him, because if you're going cover zero, odds are you're bringing pressure, and you're not coming home. So, it's that's, that is a piece of the secondary play that I often hear, oh, should he play the nickel? Can he play the nickel? Can he play outside? Well, uh, the things you got to look for are length, looseness in the hips, and functional play strength. And um, what type of coverage does the player do best in? And for Duke Dawson, I think Duke Dawson, very effective press defender at the line of scrimmage, but he lacks the length to be able to dictate coverage on the outside. So that's why he's somebody that turns into a nickel. Now, bonus coverage here. I got one more for you. Lamar Jackson. Why would we convert Lamar Jackson to another position besides quarterback? We wouldn't, because that's stupid. Lamar, uh, I I did Lamar's film study a couple weeks ago. And I just wanted to reaffirm some of the things that I saw on tape here with Lamar, where uh, Lamar 
continues to grow as a passer at an impressive rate. If you wanted to bet on the upside of a passer, then Lamar's trajectory is as impressive as anybody that's in this draft class as far as where he started at square one as a college player to where he is right now. Obviously, the play style concerns you as far as taking hits and being a ball carrier so frequently. Uh, His stature is probably going to come in similar to Baker Mayfield. I think Lamar's probably taller by an inch or two, but he might actually be leaner than Baker, who I think came in at 216, 218 at the Senior Bowl. So, you know, Lamar's frame is not prototypical. So now you've got a guy that plays untraditionally with an unprototypical frame, and your traditional evaluators are going to be like, uh, yeah, I don't really know what to do. Don't make it harder than it has to be. He's still a quarterback. I will say this, Lamar's ceiling is the highest as far as his natural gifts of any passer in the class. Lamar will not be my top quarterback, but I am simply acknowledging that if it all works out for all of these guys, Lamar's natural abilities are the most impressive out of anybody in the class. Uh, he is one heck of a specimen, and his, his top 20 plays are amazing plays. And that's an interesting dynamic because that's what you hear, and that's the justification for, say, Josh Allen, right, is you got his top 20 play reel, and it is the, the greatest thing since sliced bread. I would challenge you to find the top 20 plays of Josh Allen and the top 20 plays of Lamar Jackson. And let's put them up to, next to one another. But because one has prototypical size and the other one does not, that's the one that the old-timers are going to gravitate towards because that's what they're so used to seeing. But that doesn't mean Lamar is a different position. Lamar is quarterback, make no mistake. And uh, I think this is someone who will get drafted on that potential to play quarterback because uh, this arm is really, really nice. It's a big-time arm. He doesn't always use it effectively because he's so used to just letting it go with his arm instead of throwing with his entire body and throwing from the ground up that you see a lot of throw the throws that get away from him or the deeper throws down the field outside the numbers where they, they have to move uh, with pace and be placed deliberately on a certain part of the receiver's body, uh, those are the ones that get away from him because it's all he needs is a flick of the wrist to put it out there. He's not consistently getting around on that throw with his body, and that causes that ball to sail quite frequently. He's not getting on top of the ball. So, in summary, if you got an offensive lineman and you want to move him inside to guard, The handicap, the restriction you need to account for is length, not necessarily foot speed. Now, if he's small, his strides are smaller. Now we got a problem. Now you might have a center on your hands. You'd see that we did just spiral down the rabbit hole with these hypotheticals. Uh, Tackle has length. Interior does not. I think that's a much easier way to describe it than heavy feet versus not heavy feet. You're just a road grader if you have heavy feet, but you have length. And 
and that's what we saw with Cam Robinson, who just really mashed it in the run game this year. Defensive backs, do you have length? Yes? Okay, good chance you're going to play on the boundary. Depending on your flexibility, you might be cover two, press turn and run, playing in phase as a man-to-man guy. But if you have length, again, it's length, and you're able to dictate the play with first contact, first man wins, first contact wins in every aspect of the sport. If you're able to dictate contact with your length and, and influence your opponent and get them to do what you want them to do with your hands, odds are you're going to be a boundary guy. If you're a little tight, we could still protect you. We might put you back at safety if you have length. But if you're short-armed and a little tight, odds are you're probably going inside where we can protect you with the coverage around you and let you play physical, like what we're seeing with Duke Dawson out of Florida this year. And if you are a really rare athlete that happens to have a terrific arm, you're a quarterback. Let's keep it simple. You're a quarterback. That's going to do it for us today on The Dudes. hope you guys enjoyed listening to me ramble on by myself without Joe Marino. As I said, we will be doing a live show on Friday. You guys got to keep it posted. We'll probably put something up on NGTScouting.com as well. Uh, but definitely keep an eye out on Twitter. It will be sometime in the evening on Friday evening. We can take your questions live on the air. We got 30 minutes to work with. So uh, we're also in the works and getting some guests for the show. We have a number of Senior Bowl participants who have graciously agreed to give us some of their time. We're very much looking forward to bringing you each and every one of them on the dudes. Uh, they were Senior Bowl winners, too. So... Uh, guys that are much more hot now than what they were, say, a week ago. Uh, plenty to look forward to in that regard. Uh, so make sure you hit that subscribe button. Follow along with us, uh, not just this week, but also next week, the week after that. You know, the Senior senior Bowl is over. So the NFL Combine is, uh, what, four weeks away? Five weeks away? It's not. It'll be here before long. Once the Combine's gone... No, it's all downhill, buddy. We got the NFL Draft. We'll be here before you know it, so stick it here on the Draft Dudes Podcast. We will make sure we have everything you need. I'm Kyle Krabs signing off. Enjoy your Wednesday. We will talk to you all on Friday. I am just an icon living. I am just an icon Right now, join T-Mobile and get an unlimited family plan with Netflix included so you can watch in more places than ever before on your phone, tablet, or TV. Plus, buy one Samsung Galaxy S9 and get one free with 24 monthly bill credits so you and your family can binge your Netflix favorites on your new phones. Call 1-800-T-MOBILE or visit a store today. Unlimited data on their network. Video streams at 480p. Small fraction of customers using over 50 gigs per month may have reduced speeds. If you cancel balances due, well-qualified customers, full price, 720 plus tax. Finance agreements required. Netflix for two screens. Terms apply. Sometimes deer like to jaywalk. Or a basketball forgets to look both ways before bouncing across the street. Will your tires make every stop? Compare wet braking distance at michelinman.com slash performance. 
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.